know, you know, every town is something like this happens. I remember over in Russellville, old Charlie Bold, about 15 years ago. One night he, he finished dinner and he, he excused himself from the table and he went out to the garage. He got himself a hacksaw. And then he went back into the house and he kissed his wife and his two children goodbye. And then he proceeded. Where are we? Huh? Oh, uh, it's uh, right over here. They thought they'd made a horror show. Nothing. They stirred a curse deep down below. Nothing. But they had built it began to feel. Forever now they must spin the wheel. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Tonight we break from our regular programming to bring you Halloween for Halloween on Halloween. Thank you, <laughs> Wilter. Outstanding. A uh, lot of us here tonight. First of all, I'm your horror lover, Daniel. My horror hater, Nathan, say hello. Hi there. Andrew the intern. Hello. Brother Morgan. Nice to be with you tonight. And of course, Caruso and Marissa. Hello. hello. (laughs) All right. Many of us here. Last time, of course, you have already listened to last time's episode. Um, We shouldn't have to explain this. We have broken the pattern. To do Halloween for Halloween on Halloween. Ooh. And Morgan, you're new to the show. I'm sure there are tens of thousands of new listeners <laughs> joining with you. A little bit about what we do here. We watch a horror movie. We don't just watch it, we watch the shit out of it. We take ourselves from beginning to end. If you're here hoping it doesn't get spoiled, you need to leave now. Because we are talking about every possible nook and cranny. We have some fun. And we want you to have a good time with us. Morgan, does that sound like something you can do? I think I can definitely partake. Good. Spin 17 Halloween John Carpenter's. Oh, yeah. 1978 Halloween. It's the classic of classics, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Started the modern slasher genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, started a lot of tropey stuff, too. Has way better music than most horror films yes yeah really sets the mood and is it here's my first question to you guys because we like to do a little thing we do a rating before we talk about the movie and then we rate it again afterwards to see if anything's changed because we often find that we can change each other's opinions just by talking about the movie morgan do you know about the scale i do not our horror rating scale goes from positive three to negative three not with right. zero being the worst. Zero is like, didn't need to be made, unnecessary. If it's a good movie, one is like, eh, I like it, but I wouldn't tell anybody. Two, I love it, I'd recommend it. Three, masterpiece. Then, what about movies that are great because they're bad? Negative one, negative two, negative three. The same reasoning behind those as the positive scale. So, is Halloween great? Is it? Did anybody find it, at least on their first viewing, underwhelming a little bit? Yeah. yeah. The very first time I watched it, 
Or oh. even just, just now, tonight. If you haven't seen it in a long time. I hadn't seen Halloween in a long, long time. I remember it being a lot scarier. Yeah, I don't remember the buildup being so long. I kept waiting for the intense action yeah. to happen. Yeah, there is a yeah. long buildup. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly little violence and blood. Yeah. yeah. Nathan, Andrew? Did it underwhelm us? Yeah, or what do you what are your general thoughts? And then go ahead and give us your rating while you're at it. I would I would say that I had fun with it. I felt that this is an obvious minus scale movie. Uh Andrew and I are arguing on this piece of paper in front of us over this though so I'm <laughs> <laughs> upset about the whole thing I feel it's obvious minus territory are you writing notes in class yeah I feel this is a strong minus one strong minus one Andrew what's the discrepancy what do you think I was uh, leaning towards a positive one um, but you know I'm willing to be con- convinced otherwise it's hokey it's tropey it is but it's yeah. But it's got more craftsmanship than you would imagine. I'm with Andrew here. I'm going to say positive one. We'll let Morgan go last. We have time to think. Caruso, Marissa? Positive one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say positive two. Positive wow. two. It's a very yeah. strong positive one. I'll we got a Carpenter fan here. Yeah, we definitely do. I, but I'm, I'm one too. I, I'm a Carpenter fan as well. You sure are, Mr. Thing. I am too. Mm. I was actually going to say positive two as well. I just like it because I feel like it's... For being the cliche type movie it is, it's very much pays tribute to the classic horror film. I mean, oh, it gives you that like, you know, the build up, the thriller, pay intense tribute feel. to anything when it came out, Morgan. Yeah, this it, is this is what caused all of that. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's like maybe not paid tribute, but I guess it kind of laid the ground for it what was. created the cl- <laughs> it created the cliches. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're giving bonus points to this. I guess should I be rating on on being good for being bad? Is that more what I'm thinking? Well, no, that's that, that's 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 the that's the debate right now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that plays a strong role in my opinion. Because I, I don't know, I enjoy it for that cheesy factor. Yeah, for me, there are a couple of scenes and the music, especially, that keep me in the positive range. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though there are those hokey moments, <laughs> classic tune. Yeah, the music is great. I was thinking that I should learn it while watching the whole movie. Yeah, he wants to play it on ukulele. Yeah, <laughs> sure do. Ugh. Gross. Ukulele. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're not the only ones here. Halloween's a classic. Everyone knows it. If you haven't seen it, you definitely have heard of it. Did you give your rating? Yeah, I'm a positive one. Oh, okay. Sorry. So we got a bunch of ones, two twos. So am I alone yeah, in the negative. minus one? I, oh, yeah. I think you're alone in the minus range, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, Where you, you belong. Nobody is. Where I belong. <laughs> Myself in the corner. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You can convince me. Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking to be convinced because I, I was I was expecting to come in hot on this one, and I, I came in respectful. I see where John Carpenter goes from here, and I like some of the later things. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, things. Uh-huh. I think it's easy to be swayed by what this movie accomplished and and what it impacted in the genre, and I think if you really really isolate this movie as we go through the walkthrough I believe that all of you will realize that if you really really isolate it it's pretty hokey it's eh, there are there are lots of hokey moments but let's I mean it's it's a cheesy old school thriller I mean yeah but let's talk old school thriller there Morgan just said it um so that's minus one (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks, Morgan, for starting to persuade me to side with Nathan right at the beginning. So, what, did I just bring myself from a two to one? What happened here? No, but no, but right, off, right off the bat, <laughs> right off the bat, we're already, like, at odds with the general public. Because yeah. with our averaging our scores together here right now, just at the beginning, mm-hmm. I'd say we came in kind of, like, low, low warm, right? Yeah. But this is a 7.9 on IMDb, a wow. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Oh, yeah. These are with 100,000 votes. So this is not Jeez. like only the fans went. Yeah. If anything, it's much more tame and subtle than other slasher films. And oh, I think yeah. that's probably why the critics really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it got the point across regardless. It's just John Carpenter doing his weird shit that he does. Yep, but let's talk about the good things it does. It's a 91-minute movie. That's the perfect, perfect horror movie length, or just about. And Nathan, do yes. you know how much money this movie made? 70 million globally. Right. 70 million globally, but 47 million domestically. Do you know what the budget was? 325,000. $325,000. Way off, Nathan. And they made almost $50 million. Damn. One of the most successful independent films of all time. That's that's crazy. Wow. You, know what? A- you want like, to talk about that, the rest of the franchise? That's like the first paranormal activity, though. <laughs> Didn't that make like, a ridiculous amount of money for the production? It did. So did Blair Witch Project. But this, and this is, a, this is a pattern that we see in horror over and over again. It does not take much to make a lot. You just have yeah. to be skilled a little bit. Let's talk about the rest of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> we don't the have to do that. Hey, Halloween H2O, man. It's classic. I feel like there's diminishing returns. <laughs> I think until H2O. I think H2O brought some life back into it, surprisingly. Surprisingly, H2O is the one. There you go. But it's a steady decline? Oh, big time, yeah. That's <laughs> just because JLC came back. Yeah, there's a, yeah, because this... This franchise has an odd dip in it. Most franchises just repeat themselves over and over again. We have Halloween 1, Halloween 2. After Halloween 2, they decided, let's not continue the story of Michael Myers anymore. Let's turn this into an anthology series about just crazy stories that happen on Halloween. Uh... So Halloween 3 is just its own independent story that happens to take place maybe in the same universe. I'll give you some numbers. That's... It was, it was so unsuccessful that they brought back Michael Myers in Halloween 4 and just continued on as normal from there. <laughs> but those those weren't successful either. No, Hall- they weren't. Halloween 2, uh, box office, $25 million on a $2.5 million budget. Halloween 3, $14 million box office. And this is global numbers on a $2.5 million budget. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, uh, $16 million box office, $5 million budget. And then it went on. Five was until it just evens out it's like two million yeah. in two million out <laughs> i'm surprised they kept going actually the way they did usually with these franchises when they start making these kind of numbers they they walk away for a greater period of time and they didn't stay away from halloween very long no it was a desperate panic the production company that put this out didn't want to and then when its success was so insane it blew their minds and then they tried to wring it dry for the rest of their lives, never ever regaining that first high. Yeah. Yeah, the producers of this movie and Friday the 13th staring at each other hatefully across the table. He's got one more in there. Put a mask on him. (laughs) (laughs) 
But here we have again. Famous actress debuting in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. This is her movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. She'll come back to this franchise two more times, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's the only actual teenager in the movie. She was a teenager when they filmed it? Yep. Even I know she she, it doesn't look, look like it yeah. or sound like it. Right. We had a long discussion about her, like, elderly woman face <laughs> and voice and, and husky voice. The voice sounds exactly the same? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a 57-year-old in a 20-year-old's body? Yep. Yep. Although she grew into that face and those tits. Am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Daniel, True. gentlemen, don't carry on about women's memories like Excuse that. me, splendid memories. <laughs> Fantastic milk jugs. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I apologize. Wow. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter, of course, director, uh, writer of most of this film. Um, and also he did the music. And he did the music. Mm-hmm. Music is credited as what, Andrew? What do you mean? The music, That's... this music in the in this movie has a fake credit. It's like green light, bowling, philharmonic orchestra. Oh, and, I didn't catch that. And it's a reference to his hometown, but it's actually it is just him. Him and a couple of musical buddies sat down and scored this entire uh, movie. I think in just a handful of days. Three days. Three days. So music in three days, written in ten days, and shot in twenty days. Yeah, fantastic. Wow. Thirty-three day film for 300 grand wow that's awesome so achievement is to be had um i don't know soderbergh did traffic in 28 days this is no big deal (laughs) (laughs) in 28 days though fair enough forgot about pre-production sorry i apologize john and we've had some other horror movies that we've done on the show that have been in that similar time frame i believe saw was done in a very quick time frame as well uh PJ well, they didn't have money, right? So they had to do it fast. Come on, guys. Right. You, what What else has John Carpenter done? The thing. The thing. The Big thing. Trouble, Little China, <laughs> Escape from LA, Fog. Escape from New York, Vampires. Well, we have to talk about it. Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> Ghosts, Ghosts of, of Mars. Mars. I'll talk about yeah. that shit all oh, day. Because yeah. we we know the great ones that he's done. So then I was gonna bring up. Uh, do you remember Starman? Yeah, with uh, Jeff Bridges. Yep. Yeah. John Carpenter. Uh, Memoirs of the Invisible Man. With mm. Sam Neill? Is no, it no, 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 no. Chevy no. Chase. That's right. Okay, Sam Neill is a different one. Hmm. And, of course, Ghosts of Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some of maybe his outlier works that we don't often think about when we think about John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ghosts of Mars we all think about when we think about John Carpenter because we think, what happened? Um, Ice what, Cube. You're saying that that wasn't the pinnacle? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a time. Just like... <laughs> How there's a time when certain rock bands should just stop. Because the passion has left them. They understand the structure, so it's clean enough to be competent, but it's empty. And they're just dead husks of the artists they once were. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nathan? Yes, sir. 1978, John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, Would you care to provide us uh, with a plot summary as we step into your bluesy little lounge? Well, tonight, Daniel, I don't really think we need to get into summaries. I could rail on about Carpenter and how just because you were the first one through the door doesn't mean 
you should have walked through it. I could regale you with the profitability of the movie and how copycats made even more off the same idea. I could talk body counts, nudity, third and first person camera angles, <laughs> but I won't. I'm going to talk about an apology owed to Tommy. The boogeyman was real, Lori. Tommy was right. You need to fucking apologize. <laughs> That was beautiful, Nathan. That was. <laughs> Let's get into this. She doesn't apologize. <laughs> Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right away, great music. And there's such a welcoming pumpkin. It's just so cute and inviting. It is, yeah. One long credits. one long zoom in on a pumpkin. Slow mm. zoom. It's Slow a, it's, zoom. It's a terribly <laughs> carved pumpkin. It is. I was same thinking the, the same thing. House. It's, it's like they did it on the first try, and we're like, eh, nah, it'll work. <laughs> like a big gash in it. No <laughs> the eye cuts down to the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> and a glimpse into young Michael Myers' life. Yep. Right? Yeah. And that is one, I don't think it's all one steady shot, but it's made, it's cut to look that way. I know, I know they at least cut once when they put his mask on. They use that as a cover for the transition. Yeah. Yeah. But here's Nathan's favorite first-person perspective. That's Nathan's favorite part of slasher movies. FPS horror. <laughs> 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 we see young Michael creeping around his own house. He's spying on his sister, who is about to just give herself right over to uh, Whatever that guy. St- strapping young gentleman. <laughs> As you do on Halloween. <laughs> and I love that it shows the whole thing. He just like goes up there. They bang for a while. Michael's, Michael's still listening. And then the guy just pops out, ready to go home. And she's like, call me. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's not going to call. No. Yeah, yeah he, right. He's very jerkish, pig-headed man. Obviously. He's out of there right after he dips his stick. Like right away. Yep. Saved yep. his life. Yep. It did. Mm-hmm. It did save yeah, his life. It did. <laughs> Being a douchebag saved his from, life. From well, you don't, the eight-year-old? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you don't think he could have taken an eight-year-old with he, a little knife? Yeah, he would have overpowered the eight-year-old. I think and, it's the element yeah, of I surprise. Think the, I think the woman story wouldn't have happened. I, I guess you could have the element of surprise, but I think the girl could have done the same thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> if my little brother walked in holding a knife, staring at me while I was naked, I would be, like, immediately on guard. Yeah. I would be like, why are you in here? I'm naked. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Right? Yeah, this shit doesn't happen out of nowhere. You got to know your little brother's fucked up before this happened. Yeah. Yeah, there had to be some like pre signs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's eating a dog or something. I mean, he dressed up as a clown for Halloween. Dog or something? Yeah. 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 Oh, Michael has his dog killing knife again. Yeah. Dog? I thought he was a clown. 
No, no, he is a clown. He's eating oh. dogs when he's a kid or something like La- that. Oh, Later in the movie, he's e- he eats a dog to uh, for yeah. sustenance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. when this happened, uh, when he starts uh, stabbing her, I thought that he was going to be a girl <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason. Like, Jealous of like a twist? Perfect. I just, it seemed like he had the hand of a girl. Well, I oh. mean, it was a little boy. No. I know. I know. No, you're right. You know, it was the hand of a girl. They didn't have access to the little boy that was playing the part at that time. So they had a stunt woman stand in for the stabbing shots with the knife. So, yeah, you did actually see a woman's hand, Andrew. Nice grab, man. Wow. Wow. You have come along, my friend. The other thing about this is that uh, this is where I might agree with Nathan on the cheese factor because this stabbing is atrocious oh yeah (laughs) i I highly agree um like the way that she curls up to die (laughs) and the way that the stabbing happens is is pretty bad yeah morgan can i ask you a question yeah go ahead Uh, when you stab somebody do you look off to the right while you're doing it (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) Uh, you're very emotional you don't know what's happening you're just flailing around wasn't it like him looking like he's actually looking at himself like wielding the knife, like oh shit, I'm actually doing it. Yeah, he's like doing this. Yeah, I thought he was actually. I thought that's that's what was going on. That makes sense. Yeah, like, just kind of like, yep, I'm actually happening. Yeah. yeah, like, am I really doing this? And like, yeah. look at his hand actually wielding the knife or her hand, whatever. Mm-hmm. He stabs his sister. He goes outside. Michael's parents show up. Only time you hear his name. It's yep. True. Yeah. But no, wait. Let's rewind though. I thought the sound of the stabbing though. That's what really kind of put me off. <laughs> just the, the, yeah. the fruit stabby sound yeah, yeah that's what you said we were talking about like something like stabbing a watermelon and she's not holding out her hands to do like defense she's like grabbing her breasts and like putting yeah. them on display and falling <laughs> over and smearing red terrible <laughs> blood on them it's come on guys this one minus one yeah right there boob shot plus two <laughs> <laughs> those, one yeah, those, two those memories two. are probably plus two territory no, this this is a cheaply done. You're you're required to use a lot of your imagination for a scene like this, and the sound effects. It's not nailing it, but the sound effects in this movie are great when they come in moments like this, <laughs> or this. That last one was okay. Or this. Those are the ones that get me every time, and it always, you know, I, I enjoy the thrill, but it always makes me angry. Because I'm like, don't, don't make me mad, but with audio. You know, like, I want to be the experience, and not just like, oh, it's quiet, and then all of a sudden here's like a loud sound effect. It makes me jump every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in the movie with my girlfriend, every time it happens, I jump and it makes her jump, and I try to blame it on her, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is piercing. It is. A little offensive to the ears. It's meant to be such a nice score. Well, yeah, yeah. sometimes when a movie needs that much help, you know, you got to just give it the minus one. See, I thought See, you might take this angle. Uh, See, you're of the. Set that up, huh? yeah. He's of the philosophy mm-hmm. that like the less music in the background, the better. More of a no country for old men situation. No, that is not me. Yeah, I'm just, some of those, that is all some Nathan of those situations, cares about. Though, I, under, I, I know where you're coming from with that, though. Like, it sets it up really dramatic and intense. I'm saying music can complement a movie, but when it has to be abrasive and piercing, it's making up for something. I, I, I would agree. It's piercing, like a knife pierces your flesh. <laughs> Hesitant to agree with Nathan. This is all about Michael's fucking crazy. 
His parents see him in the middle of the street with a knife in his hand with blood on it. They don't do anything. Just a little concerned, but not really. Mm-hmm. Just like a little head shake at him. Like, what did you do now? Like, oh, Michael. Now <laughs> we don't have any sisters left. <laughs> <laughs> this is more about the reveal of him being a small child. The, the parents become peripheral. They just do a slow zoom out for way too long on the fact that it's a kid reveal. And if you already know that it's a kid, then you're not as shocked, right? So this is about the theater experience for them. For the, Well, for those who watched it in the theater in the 70s, right? The shocking reveal? Because isn't that a long, like a little bit too long drawn out? The- no, this is about you being so in love with a slow zoom in that you despise a slow zoom out. Can't handle it. <laughs> Nathan hates the slow zoom out. <laughs> yeah, no, there's felt something off, you know? <laughs> something felt wrong about it. I, it's just zooming the wrong way. I couldn't put my finger on it. The whole scene felt backwards almost. <laughs> Smaller to bigger? <laughs> it was an unnatural stance. The parents were just standing there looking at him. No one was saying anything. It was awkward. Come on. Now we're flashing to the future. That was 1963. That was all happening. We're going right into 1978. At that time, current day. <laughs> and do we get to meet Lori? Or do we first go to the psychologist and the nurse driving in the car to in the, the rain, asylum? Yeah. De- yeah. Detective Doctor. The rain, yeah. Detective Doctor Loomis. <laughs> yeah, Detective Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Doctor. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Vigilante psychologist. Yeah. yeah there you go. Bossy Loomis in the car. Yeah, he's kind of a prick. Yeah. Fuck you, Loomis. Thrift yeah. shop Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Top top billing for Loomis in this movie. Donald Pleasance in. Because he's one of those actors. He's one of those like John Reese Davies actors. I just act because I love acting actors. I'll be in anything actors. But for billing purposes, it should have said and starring or also, or oh. with, at the end, with him. Or the role of Dr. Loomis played by. Right. Like as the the last credit. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That is a good point, I get that. It means that he got paid the most, which is ridiculous. But when you have 240 movies Damn. on your IMDb page, you get top billing. It's uh, up there with Christopher Lee. I found him very abrasive, and I didn't like his character at all. That's funny. I I uh, I like Doctor Loomis. I he's funny. yeah. In the car, he's abrasive, but it's like no, he, the whole movie, he's abrasive. Yeah, he has a dark, sordid history with Michael Myers, though. <laughs> Michael Myers like turned his faith. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that Doctor Loomis, up until that point, did not even believe in heaven or hell, or that there was a possibility things could be truly good or truly evil, and this single person turned him on that notion. This little yeah. kid. Maybe some more backstory would have helped. I'll create all the backstory you need, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> you can ask Nathan. I'll force fit it. That's one thing Wonderful. they did good with the remake was give some of the backstory. Yeah, they do. In the remake, yeah. they they get way more into uh, Michael's growth as yeah. a sociopath in the asylum. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Did we skip oh. the whole driving in the rain scene? 
We just, that's, we yeah, just we talked about. Oh, well, I guess well, I guess you could talk about really the hand, the mighty hand that comes down Maybe. full center or on like the window and drive up, up and see and all really, the crazy people yeah. walking well, that's outside. A, I was gonna yeah. say, was that something staged by him so he could break out? Uh, like, did he let no, all of them out maybe. to, like, throw... He knew they were coming up. to pick him up, and so he, like, did a right, whole... Right, that's what I was thinking, like, did he know he was getting transferred there? Yeah, and okay, so yeah, he, I like... I wanted to delve into that more. Yeah, that's... I don't know yeah. if they explained that more in the remake, but I was wondering if, uh... If, yeah, he, like, broke them out as kind of distraction so he could steal the car and get huh. out of there. Yeah. Or I was just thinking, because they were coming to pick him up to, to transfer him somewhere? Like, were they sending him from, like, a mental institute to, like, a security prison? And yeah. this is the point where Daniel can make up the backstory for us, so we can all stop arguing about what it's there for, but Daniel can actually explain what's happening, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. Michael is coming to the end of his stay at this asylum. This doctor has been watching him for many years, the better part of a decade, to make sure that he does not ever get out, mm-hmm. and it's much like sabotaging someone's parole uh, hearing. Okay. He's there to make sure he's like he's got this nurse that doesn't has no idea what she's getting into. And I'm sure he has to get a new nurse every time he goes to do this. Yeah. Like Robert De Niro sabotaging Donald Sutherland in backdraft. Exactly. Okay. What do you want to do to the whole world, Ronald? I want to to burn it. (laughs) 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 And you guys pointed it out right away when we were watching it earlier. What does Michael magically know how to do after being institutionalized his entire life since a child? Drive. Drive. Drive a car. He just knows how to peel out in rain, mind you, down a dark, middle of butt fucking nowhere road mm-hmm. away from this asylum. That's right. The asylum is overrun with lunatics. They're all over the place. Possibly 100 of them. Ooh. Oh. And Michael is one of them. He grabs the car, tosses the nurse out, and escapes in the car. Intuition Not- will take you miles away. I don't know. The yielding left turn through traffic later on is the best, like behind the doctor. <laughs> well, he's learned a lot staring at the wall for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, well, he didn't use a blinker, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and we'll actually, we'll touch on this as we go. It is actually the parts of Michael being in the car that I found weirdly shocking watching this again for the first time in a long time. Like, I was like, What? Is there a yeah. third person? It's a long time that he spends in that car just yeah. driving around, <laughs> yeah. stalking up Creeping. on people. Yeah. Creeping on the he low. Did. And like around the school, he like parks it like on her side, like watch her in the classroom, and then like drives around the other side to go creep on her brother or yeah. the, the kid she's babysitting, I'm sorry. He's a lot to do about town. I think that's my main that's my one problem with this movie is how the hell does nobody else notice this big ass dude in a pale white mask and messy hair in a jumpsuit? walking around driving slow up next to schools just standing next to bushes in neighborhoods or standing in front of a car across from a school staring <laughs> nobody does anything about it it's you guys hot. have just touched on something very important that andrew and i have been uh documenting while watching this movie mm-hmm. of course um you have uh you have touched on what we like to call the daytime trope the daytime trope yeah explain Mm-hmm. To where everybody's oh. at work and nobody sees anything. You guys have just referenced uh, daytime trope number three: uh, station wagon stalking. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You also touched on my favorite thing, which um, is uh, the stalking of children. Yeah, that's uh, what I just love to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, knew it. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
What did you just say? Oh, sorry. Um, off the tongue in so movies, specifically. that's... Uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> Check the tape uh, on that one. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, suggesting here that Michael Myers is a pedophile or confused about who he should be stalking? Are you saying he's a pedo? <laughs> Every, everyone calm down. I'll make this as painless for you as possible. <laughs> Why... Are you saying pedo in an accent? <laughs> I, mean, I I understood it. I understood it. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to say pedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can say it, I. Do you think maybe the whole stalking kids thing has something to do with he kind of got pulled from society and civilization when he was still a child? And he's oh, maybe like, still in that mindset. Maybe he hasn't seen himself in a mirror and doesn't realize he's not a kid anymore. Like he wants, <laughs> like he wants to make friends with the kid. No, like he, that, like Michael Jackson syndrome. <laughs> no, oh god, I don't know about I, that. I don't yeah. want to share his bed or anything. But yeah, I thought maybe he stalked the kid because he like related to him. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he, he kind of saw him gotten, getting all bullied or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that hmm. would be saying that Michael had some like soft spot inside of him. Oh, um, does this mean we can talk about his mask? Yeah, let's talk about his mask. Can we? Because no. you have some information that I think I want. Well, let's first talk about whose face that actually is. It's William Mr. Shatner. It sure is. Yep. Leached Shatner face. Mm-hmm. That's right. Billy Shats. They had <laughs> no money to hire a professional mask-making company to make them a mask, so they just simply went to a mask <laughs> or a costume shop, bought a William Shatner mask, bleached it white, put gross hair on it, bleached the hair, or dyed it brown, and poof, Michael Myers is born. That was That's it? That's all it takes to make William Shatner terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was no particular reason they picked out Shat's face over anybody else's? Is it just that creepy? I think it was just they had a couple of options and they just went with that one. I think okay. it was as simple as that. I think it was just limited choices, limited budget. What yeah. can we do with what we have available to us? No. Bam. I think I just <laughs> no, like, like to think John Carpenter loves Star Trek. Yeah, as I was going to say, no, like yeah. inner fandom. There. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. I thought there was going to be a cool story behind it. Yeah, pay a little homage. Yeah. Unfortunately not. They just had two masks. They bought <laughs> both of them. They threw them both on and this is the one they chose. That's right. What was the other one, Andrew? I don't know. Oh, it was a clown mask. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I can go with it. Drop the ball in turn. I know. Useless. <laughs> God, <laughs> you spoke with such authority on the issue. I thought that's where you were going. Sorry. I uh I can well, only remember so much from Wikipedia learning. that I read like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, as a kid, he wore the clown mask, right? That's right. When he killed oh, okay. his sister. That might have been That makes that sense one. for a second option. Yeah. 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 And so in this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis, when she goes to school in the morning, uh, her dad tells her this. Don't forget to drop the key off at the Myers place. Does that mean he's a real estate agent trying to sell the Myers place? I've, that's yes, what I got of course. He had, yeah, he had the real estate logo on the side of his car. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. It is the same as like the tiny sign in the front yard of the house. Yeah, there <laughs> is like, the sign in the front of the house as well. Yeah, it's like, hey, the Myers house is on sale. You know, if you want it, I don't know, whatever. It's just He's a tiny little sign in the front. For twenty years, mm-hmm. can't seem to move it. <laughs> it's I a great flip. Why. Please buy. It's yeah. a fixer upper. It's like vaulted ceilings and a small boy killed his sister in this room. And uh... <laughs> don't mind the dead dog carcass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who has hired him to sell it, and why has the bank not foreclosed? Right. I don't know. 
yeah. At yeah, that, well, what family member is still alive? I got passed on in the trust, I guess. Or does it, yeah, we would just get bulldozed or renovated, right? Or burned down for insurance. Yeah. Or hey, like a hobo hey, orgy just, crack just den. Just arson? Probably. <laughs> what? Just, just arson? For no, I'm just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a reason why it may still be standing. I don't know. All right, okay. <laughs> He's like, not say I've ever done it. <laughs> I just know you can do that. I saw Double Indemnity once. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, little Lori is off to school. She's dropped off the key. She meets up with a little boy that she's going to babysit later. Is his name, uh, what, Tommy? Yeah. 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 Little Tommy. Um, she meets up with uh, her best friend, Annie, mm-hmm. the curly-haired brunette, and Linda. L- totally. Totally. Yes, that was, well, her, uh, that was her word. Eventually. They, they waited, but she didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All dressed to the nines for nineteen late nineteen seventies ladies. Um, Nathan, Andrew, Marissa Caruso Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> uh this movie gets some I think well deserved credit for the way its female characters are written. In that most movies they're forgettable, often the secondary characters, except in the instance in where they're the final girl. And in this movie, it seems like the men have all the forgettable roles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Well, how could you forget the guy in the shagging wagon? <laughs> uh, was it the, 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 the stabbing cabin. There you go. Really, how could you forget that van? Yeah, I think it was Except sweet. Tommy, who was lied to and would never got an apology. Yeah, super trope number yeah, one. Nobody he, believes him. It's because he fell on his pumpkin made, you know, Jamie Lee carry a new one for him to carve. Yeah, a 60 pound pumpkin. He deserves what yeah, he got. No, it's because he was all like shrimpy and pathetic. <laughs> Would you care? I'm just, I'm just arguing that, you know, they all couldn't put it together. You know, like you say, the female characters were strong, but Tommy, the young boy, was the only one who could really see what was happening. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis sees it happening. She just, he like, just seemingly nonchalant about she it. She writes it off. Yeah. He was just Tommy, like, time to go up to bed, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I surrounded your bed with live mouse traps. <laughs> I'm trying to do Jamie Lee Curtis's 57-year-old voice. Oh. <laughs> Would you care to hear someone else who thought positively about this film? Sure. There is a difference between good and scary movies and movies that systematically demean half the human race. There is a difference between movies which are violent but entertaining and movies that are gruesome and despicable. There is a difference between a horror movie and a freak show. And a good example of that is the fact that both of us gave favorable reviews to a very scary 1978 horror film named Halloween. Now, there must be people asking, how could we praise a movie like that and now say these other movies are so terrible? Well, here's a scene from Halloween. It's got the same basic situation as all the women in danger movies have. There's a woman alone in a big house. She's being chased by a killer. But let's look at it first and then talk about some of the differences. Favorable reviews from both Ebert and Siskel, nice. who consider this movie a horror movie a cut above other horror movies in the same damsel in distress slasher genre. I have issues with reviews that happen much after the fact, though. So when did they review this movie? Uh, 
Well, they said recently. That sounded old. It looks very old. The clip that I pulled it from, they they are sporting some like fabulously voluminous hairdos. <laughs> and you know what I mean, though, when they say it's it's you know let's say 1986 after it's already established itself. No, as no, I think it's an like, infamous movie to say. Oh, I just became a movie critic, so I'm going to review all these old movies and give them thumbs up, like people who who uh, review a Casablanca and, and applaud it and give it 100% on Rotten Tomatoes just because if they don't, the critic community will be like, boo. <laughs> There's, I believe, it looks it looks of the era. Okay, well, if, without any confirmation, we have to stay strong at our minus one rating. <laughs> <laughs> our minus one rating? Mm-hmm. Sorry? What? What? Huh? Halloween. It's here for to force his opinion on everyone. Now, where are we now? She goes to school. She's having... Uh, Michael Myers is continuously creeping around in his car. <laughs> he stops to stare at her <laughs> from across the street, which is actually kind of a creepy shot when it just shows him just standing there staring. Yeah. It, it is more of these, I don't know, far and away shots that actually get to me in this movie compared to everything else. But yeah, the little boy has trouble getting his pumpkin home. He breaks it like an idiot. Michael Myers is actually there. Watching. At the school. He, like, grabs the bully as the bully runs out. See, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he has some kind of connection with the little kid. Just being a little kid, I feel like in his mind he still is one and can understand what it's like getting bullied or just getting fucked with, essentially. Yeah, what if this is him having a connection with the little kid? I would like to explore this. And (laughs) seeing all the girls around him... And feeling like they need to die the way he killed his sister. Like they need all all the girls associated around this kid need to go. Well, he's not a feminist. He There's, kills who he wants. It's like no girls allowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't know the password, man. <laughs> all boys anyone club. that gets in his way. This this kid is obviously his main interest. He's obviously most interested in this small young boy. As he should be. <laughs> no, he's more interested in wow. Jamie Lee Curtis. No, she's like in the way the whole time behind his mask. He's like, I just want to play with the boy. But no, he's creeping on her more because like he sees her in the classroom, like follows her in the streets, yeah. sees her in her bedroom at home, peeking out through the bushes. Yeah, yeah. he's he is creeping them all. He, just, he, he just, sees the boy like twice, but he sees her like three or four times. Yeah, that's did, true. Did Michael just go home to his house and then be like, okay, well no one's here anymore, so she uh, dropped the key off. That's like what started it all. What else yeah. is there to do in the neighborhood? Yeah. And just starts like exploring who else lives there. And he's like, all right, there's a boy and a couple of girls. As soon as she dropped off the key, that's like what started the whole thing. Yeah. yeah he's, he's creeping all of them. His main focus isn't the boy. You guys are right. This the, His focus is all over the place. There's no defined focus here. I'm going to go with minus one. No, it, <laughs> it all starts with her and she's like linked to the boy. And that's like what all connects it all. Yeah, she saw yeah. him or he saw her talking to him at the bottom of the stoop after she dropped off the key. Because he was watching her the whole time when she dropped it off. He was in the house watching her through the window. Yeah. I, I think he's as mindless as Dr. Loomis thinks he is. I think he has one point of reference that isn't the wall at the asylum and that's his original home. He went there, nothing to do there. So he just starts walking outwards in a spiral until he <laughs> finds stimulus. And he finds it with the boy, then he finds it with the girls, and then he finds a nice little house that's not his house that he's going to make his new house that he can just start tossing dead bodies into. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. And Tommy. Tommy, the little boy, the boy that Jamie Lee Curtis will be babysitting tonight. 
Um, there's like a whole little babysitting network happening in this suburban neighborhood, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys know what the original title for this film was? No. It was originally going to be called The Babysitter Murders. God. And I just thought I'd let you know because you keep saying babysitter, babysitter all the time. And then they changed it to Halloween. That's right. It was The Babysitter Murders. Then they discovered there had never previously been a movie called Halloween. What a great gimmick to put all these events on on a Halloween night. And Halloween was born. That yeah. and I feel like they would have been pulling too much from When a Stranger Calls. Wasn't When a Stranger Calls like 76? It could, yeah. There might have mm-hmm. been some like uh, comparisons between the two. You're right. Yeah, that might have been a good reason to not do it. Or at least not go with that name. Yeah. I always find something. It's like Revenge of the Jedi. You change it to the last minute. But with all them being babysitters, what are all the parents doing on Halloween night? Yeah. Yeah, they're like yeah. every single house the parents are like gone. They're like a coked up orgy. <laughs> they're getting <laughs> slutted up. They're at a key party. Just the eyes key wide party. shut. Yeah, that's what I said. Key, key party. party. Yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm with Morgan. <laughs> do you think do you think all the parents in the Halloween universe neighborhood are going to the same place? That the old couple in the house of the devil were trying to go to. Ooh, eclipse. There's like a, an eclipse orgy going on. That <laughs> is the best orgy. Moon eclipse orgies. Oh. Mm. Tip top. Yeah. <laughs> Only happens once in a lifetime. Isn't that how you make werewolves? It is. The <laughs> <laughs> Lycanthropy. It's the the beginning of all tropes. Oh, the caviar of orgies. Yeah. <laughs> Blessed be thee that you create a werewolf from thus. Let's just let's just be straight up, all right? Halloween, it can't aspire to the slow zoom of House of the Devil. It can't even handle it. it they're just in different leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Halloween only slow zooms out. Exactly. <laughs> only something off, completely off. Yeah, but let's let's get past there. So stalking at the school. School is over. Lori has gone home. Uh, just uh, whoa, uh, whoa, wait whoa. a minute! Wait a minute! Wait whoa, a minute! Whoa. You skipped the whole scene of them walking home, right? Oh yeah. With the smoke in the frame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where she thinks she sees Michael in the bushes, and then we see John Carpenter smoke come into frame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Walking, and they were talking about the other chick they didn't wait for and showed up. You have been bringing up two more uh, daytime tropes. tropes. Yep. Are these what tropes are, uh, one and two? What are tropes? Uh, day, daytime Things you trope. see frequently happen in movies. Cliches. Okay. Uh, daytime trope number one, hedge peeking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael does a little peeking out of the hedge. Yeah. Uh, Daniel or uh, Andrew and I both enjoyed it. Where he uh, just like sneaks out for a second. <laughs> and daytime trope number two uh, was referred to as the clothes line creeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. This is, yeah, daytime tropes. All this stuff happening during the day was so refreshing. I feel like all all these like horror movies that I've seen anyway, like most of the stuff appears to be happening at night. And they spend a lot of time in the day. Oh yeah. Here mm-hmm. he's, doing, do, he's doing reconnaissance. Yeah, they do, yeah, they do, <laughs> do good good balance. Is this just, not an abnormal amount of time during the day, or are we just on crack? No, it Brought is daylight in a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Friday the 13th had some daytime stuff, but he was hiding in the bushes until it became night, didn't he? Yeah. He did, or he'd pick off the random hitchhiker that, like, snuck off into the woods to eat bananas or whatever. Or have sex. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, eat bananas. 
this this is actually where the daytime stuff gets goofy though because we do see Michael like stopping and even stalking the doctor who has come to this town to try and like hunt Michael down and he's just waiting at like a turn (laughs) (laughs) waiting for traffic to slow down a gap to appear so that he can pull out the yielding turn yeah that yielding turn is one of the best shots in this movie oh yeah I feel like in Michael Myers' mind, he he's just sitting there, kind of trying to put his head down, like "Don't turn around, fuck, don't turn around." I need, I can't pull out, man. Just don't turn around, like trip it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, he's cash. He just drives by, like doesn't even see me. <laughs> <laughs> but he eventually ends up behind Annie and Lori. Uh, Annie has is driving Lori to mm-hmm. the house to go babysitting. I feel like all this shit takes place in the same neighborhood. Yet they go for like a twenty minute drive. Yeah. 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 Well, they could have well, just they, gone to get cruising. high. Yeah, they're cruising because yeah. they're smoking a J. They are yeah. smoking a J. That, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that Jamie Lee Curtis was too innocent for that. Yeah. But no, she just tokes she, away. She didn't smoke the cigarette, but she she smoked the joint. She uh-huh. was choking on it, but nevertheless, she was doing it. She was it. still doing She's it. She's like, I got a babysit this fucking Tommy kid. Mm-hmm. Give, give me something. <laughs> kid runs around in an astronaut jumpsuit. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get through this shit. I feel like we skipped over the first death. We did. We did. The uh, mechanic... That's right. In which he got his yeah. jumpsuit from. These are all happening like at the same time. Yeah, they do a little you know back and forth cutscene between characters. This is when the doctor, after he gets off, or the psychiatrist, whatever you know, whatever his name is, Loomis. Loomis gets off the. Uh, he's he's the on his way to Haddonfield, there. and he finds this Phelps garage truck, and he doesn't that even notice correct. that there's a dead guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He like sees all like the hospital gowns. He's like, oh, he must have been here. I shall inspect no further. Doctor, detective, horrible detective. I hope he's much better at being a doctor. He's no Columbo. I don't know. Well, he's, he's having a- to chase Michael Myers around. He's not that great of a doctor. But mm. no, he makes it to Haddonfield around the same time that this uh, this this uh, entourage of driving is happening throughout the town. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The doctor is talking with the sheriff. The sheriff is driving around, uh, giving the doctor a lot of leeway, a lot of legal leeway for uh-huh. just. Just claiming he's a doctor. Just walking around, spying on the neighborhood. Well, these cops aren't very loaded investigative gun. either. Yeah, they belong in uh, True Detective Season 2. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that car reeks like marijuana, and the dad doesn't even yes, make any right. notice that he no can smell. No kidding. No windows the, the cracked. The store's before. been robbed, and it's obviously kids. I mean, a bunch of knives were stolen. Who else could it be? Yeah. yeah. Knives, rope, and a mask. That's right. <laughs> you know, like, realistically, they would have rolled up and, like, rolled down the window, and, like, a plume <laughs> of smoke would have come out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You don't hotbox a dude between two yeah. people and just roll down the window, and everything's cool. Well, it is 1970s weed, right? It's, like, just, it's, like, wacky tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> Does it Probably. even smell? Yes. You don't, uh, drive up to your father who's the sheriff no kidding after you're smoking drugs if it's a concern that there might be drugs being smoked yeah i think that's a wave situation yeah. like yeah. i'm gonna roll down yeah. the window and wait <laughs> hey, <Dad. laughs> bye he's yeah. in the middle of work too you just like roll on by like i don't want to be involved in that yeah didn't don't have to study. stop at all yeah we're gonna babysit tommy and lie to him and never apologize <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So she does. So are they working just down the street from each other, or across the street from each other, close enough to see each other spill butter on each other's clothes and have to remove them, all of them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the kitchen. Stripped down, naked. Mm-hmm. Undies and socks, though. Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
And Annie can't. She can't. Obviously, can't pour butter. I guess she's <laughs> making popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Seems mighty convenient that these houses are right across the street from each other with a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar budget. Real convenient. Real convenient. There's another thing that's happening here. Another trope. Oh. Um, they're watching horror movies. Yes. A horror movie. What are they watching, though? Like some old sci-fi. Just a night of horror movies. They were watching The Thing. The original The Thing from the 50s. knew that this would have a connection. But that one girl was watching some sci-fi thing at first. It had like a UFO. She was. One of them is watching The Thing from the 1950s, of which John Carpenter would go on to remake just four years later. Mm -hmm. And I believe Tommy is watching Forbidden Planet with Leslie Nielsen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen? Uh-huh. <laughs> Back when he was all suave. Back when he didn't do comedies. Mm-hmm. Right? Back when he wasn't working with OJ. Pre-Frank Drebin. And that is right, Andrew. That is one of the most consistent, other than needing some weird supernatural event or something <laughs> bizarre to offset all the bad things that are going to happen in your movie, possibly more consistent than that is, uh, is, is the horror movie within a horror movie. Oh, okay. That scene where you're just watching TV on your TV? Yeah, but there is a, always a horror movie playing within a horror movie somewhere. Someone is always watching it, either about to go to sleep and get killed, or watching it before somebody else gets killed, or using it to keep children busy while you're babysitting them before you get killed. House of the Devil, they were watching Night of the Living Dead. Exactly. Hmm. Even in modern horror films, this trope is kept alive. It's almost like you need it in there. I would feel guilty if I didn't put a scene like that in if I made a horror movie myself. Yeah. What what movie would they be watching? Oh, good one. Yeah. That's that's Or do you feel it would have to pertain to the movie you're writing? May I don't know. To me as a kid whenever that that moment happened in a movie, it was always like a classic. It was always like somebody watching Dracula in like a Chucky movie or yeah. somebody watching Creature from the Black Lagoon in Friday the 13th. It was so always something like that. Pick- yeah. Chucky. Someone would be watching Chucky. That's right. Movie. It would have to be something like that. Yeah. In oh, my movie, okay. it would be the um, severed head moving in for the cunnilingus and reanimating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Decapolingus. <laughs> Decapolingus. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. <laughs> Decapolingus. Decapolingus. No, Decapolingus is fucking awesome. Is that? Did you just make that up, or is that a thing? No, that, Daniel made that up uh, during the reanimator episode. <laughs> let's, let's just say, Caruso. Let's just say that you made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I try, but I just I gotta go with it, man. <laughs> Are you nice? Yes, nice yes, work. You Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had you all alone. Now, while the babysitting is happening, Dr. Loomis is in like a weird... He has gone to like a medical center to try and warn them about Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Right? There's that weird scene where he's like in the argument with the doctor. They're like doing a walk and talk down the sidewalk and they're arguing with... It's, it's, it's here. It's right here. I'm not responsible, Sam. Oh, no. I told him how dangerous you he was. You couldn't have. Two roadblocks and an all-points bulletin wouldn't stop a five-year-old. Well, he's your patient, doctor. If precautions weren't strong enough, you should have told somebody. I told everybody! Nobody listened. There's nothing else I can do. You can get back in there and get back on that telephone, tell him exactly who walked out of here last night, and tell him exactly where he's going. Probably going. I'm wasting my time. Sam Haddonfield is 150 miles away from here now. Now, for God's sakes, he can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. It wasn't he doing very well last night. Yeah, he was. was. And the doctor points it out. He can't even drive a car. Apparently he can. 
and we've covered mm-hmm. this. But no one will listen to him. No one's going to believe a doctor that's been studying him for 15 years. He's like the only authority on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one else to believe. Not like, oh, let's hold out for a second opinion. No, Dr. Loomis is the go-to. Like, yeah. If he says red alert, everyone should be on red alert. Yeah. Maybe if he wasn't so abrasive, everyone would have taken him seriously. Like, he's such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody in Haddonfield's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and what are you talking about? I'm renowned Dr. Loomis. They're like, calm down, Baldy. <laughs> yeah, I love the name Loomis. Hang on, Loomis. <laughs> Loomis. Loomis. <laughs> Fuck Loomis. Come on. Jesus. It's bad when your last name is an insult, or at least sounds like one. <laughs> the great Einstein, Poindexter. Let's, let's, let's take this with us, right? Like, now we can call Daniel a Loomis when he's being an ass. Oh, nice one, Loomis. <laughs> Daniel, quit being such a fucking Loomis. God. Take <sighs> 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 your guts, Nathan. Oh, what is all this? <laughs> um, Andrew? Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> that was a sucker punch. <laughs> What's next? Annie, she can't pour butter. She also can't do laundry without locking herself in a room. Mm-hmm. No, and she gets caught in the most awkward way when the kid comes in to let her out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Face down, ass up, the, stuck the in ass. a window. Yeah. You gotta have the panty shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... From behind. Not when you're mm-hmm. including in that shot a nine-year-old girl <laughs> walking yeah. in. It doesn't matter. No shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Mihalo, <laughs> Shaitan. Is this also where the dog is barking? She's trying to get Lindsay to go shut the dog up, but the dog will eventually be shut up by Michael, who will crush it to death and eat it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, uh, he killed that dog after they had already went to his house and saw the other yeah, dog. Yeah, I was going to say, there. that was after the fact. Too. Yeah. So yeah. that one he just killed. The other one he killed and ate. Yeah. yeah. I did. They explained that he ate it, and so I'm just assuming that that's what he was going to do with the German Shepherd. I bet he. No, I think he killed it just because it was being loud. Yeah, yeah. that mean he didn't eat it afterwards. Though. He may took a nibble for the road. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. No, he was just like, yeah, this is Snack what you normally do, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love you so much. I'll. I'll, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> so don't no, no don't see soon here. Don't we get to find out that uh, generally a lot of these characters have no interest in closing doors? At all. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. That bothered thing. me so much. Yeah, there's only one character that knows how to close the door. Yeah. And that's, and that's the final girl. That's the final girl. <laughs> and yeah. she lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only one that's competent enough to close a door survives. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. She's not a Loomis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's not entirely all that bright, though. Yeah. We'll talk about how many times she tosses that knife away. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. But Dog is out. If this was John Wick, that would be enough to kill everybody oh, full-on full assault against <laughs> michael uh, i was thinking that they refer to uh, michael as the boogeyman and throughout this movie i was like yeah if only john wick was around yeah so he's the one you send to kill the boogeyman baba yeah. yaga baba yeah all right okay baba. <laughs> nice reference. Yeah. but this is the 70s the 70s uh who gives a shit about animals so uh right everybody's got bush in the 70s we're on to the next one <laughs> we do not care 
Uh, Loomis is running around the streets. It's starting to get dark. There's some trick-or-treating going on. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got Bush in the 70s. <laughs> Everybody's doing some hedge peeking. <laughs> but not too much hedge trimming. Sing. Got him. Okay, sorry Loomis. Keep keep going. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to call Daniel Loomis and get everybody on board. Liars. You are despicable little liars. And you are the biggest liar of all. Um help me out here. <laughs> so what's next? And then that's when Paul calls. Paul calls, yeah. Paul calls. Paul calls. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what I was waiting for. Paul calls. Uh I believe that is John Carpenter. Oh. On the phone? On the phone. Nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's his little self-imposed cameo. Nice. Okay. Really? That's, that's Keanu? Not Keanu. What? Oh, you said John Carpenter. I always said John Carpenter. I was thinking John Wick. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about John Wick and the Bobby. That's all I could think of in my head. And I was like, what? That's... Keanu slipped in here? I don't know why I thought John Wick with John Carpenter. Let's just say for the record that John Wick could kick the shit out of Myers, right? Oh, yeah. 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 No, the gung fu would be, it would just destroy. (laughs) Gung fu. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's great. But I also think, you know, again, did John Carpenter... Was he the voice on the phone because he wanted to do a cameo, or was it because he didn't Low want to pay anybody to do it? I'm sure it's both. Yes, I have no doubt it's both. What perfect opportunity! Yeah, Just to and, Hitchcock yourself. And Annie blames Paul for you know only thinking about sex, but she is more than willing to just ditch that kid off on her best friend uh-huh. and yeah. go out for some dick in just her underwear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All risky business style. My clothes are still drying. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Get over here. All three of them. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. You like talking, but I like doing. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we talk about Annie for a minute? Yes. Andrew? Nathan? Please expose the the issue with Annie. Yes, both your names begin with Anne. <laughs> which, uh, which issue that she's... Um, not really dead. She's not really dead. Yeah, she appears in Halloween two and three as Annie. Oh, oh wow! In flashbacks? I don't know. We don't know. We're confused. We were so hoping you she, could enlighten us. Didn't get fully choked out. Uh, so she looks like she's dead. Mm-hmm. Especially at the end. Uh, yeah. Because he like, you know, he like cut her at the end, right? Yeah. Because he was like strangling there, and he's like, and eh, cut your throat. He but put it, a decorative tombstone at the. Head of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this uh, big oaf that can't think about anything decides to do an artistic piece. And I didn't see him so cut her throat. Thinking. She just looks like she all of a sudden dies. Mm. Well, at the end, I don't know, he does some kind of slashing motion around her neck with a knife at the end. And that's like yeah. the final like death blow. Yeah. yeah that's it doesn't, what I thought. And it, yeah. it kind of doesn't help that there isn't that much blood in this movie to begin with. A lot of the death scenes in this movie are not very finite and they're they're not defined well enough for me that's kind of why i lean minus one <laughs> <laughs> that, that might actually be what that might actually be what prevents me from going minus one if we had some gratuitous like just splatter yeah. some like obvious practical effect work that john carpenter will eventually get way into yeah and be fantastic at uh none of that is here so that, listen here loomis okay <laughs> annie is you know, face up against. First the of all, I want to put a stop to this Loomis bullshit. 
she you can't even tell she gets strangled really he just like unleashes his hand and she's like clings to the side of the uh of, of the window and just kind of slides down it. and you're like oh is down? she dead oh, like i don't really know no, he's strangling her for like a good minute. Yeah, yeah that was, that was like kind of like an extended scene. I thought yeah. I was like, okay, he's like still strangling her. Yeah, yeah, I turned and I was like, it seemed like it. He should have killed her a lot faster yeah. than that. Should have been like broken neck. At, at the end of that scene, all of you were he's dead or sorry, she's dead, and that's you. you that it was. It was it was a for sure. Did you guys watch like an extended version of this or something? Oh, did we? I don't, I wonder because Dan was saying that because he has some like special edition thirty fifth anniversary that has extra minutes of. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I believe motion because I didn't see a slashing motion and we're like have it on in the background again. Oh no, he pulled the and, knife. Yeah, out. he pulled the oh, knife yeah, out. He the definitely end. pulled yeah. the knife out. Yeah. After strangling her for like a solid thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Looks he's like having a hard time. He's strangling her for a bit here, and then all of a sudden she just slumps over. But I don't see a slashing motion. Oh, like he pulls the knife out. Yeah, you see yeah. him pull the knife out. And you sure. can see the cut across her throat when she's laying on the bed too. Yeah. That's what I was going. Wait, off on of. the bed? I'm talking about seeing the car. No, no, no I know. At the very end. Oh, where but, he moves uh, the body. But the when bed. she's on the bed, you can actually see that there is a mark across her throat. That's what I went after. Uh, I don't. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh no! He yeah. pulled the knife. Yeah, on I remember him pulling the yeah. knife out. Yeah, they don't really necessarily show like impact, but you see like a slashing motion. And that's yeah. what she when she falls into the door and slumps into the door. And is this yeah. is this the origin of sex will get you killed in these kind of movies? Sex and drugs. <laughs> like she's dumped off the kid on her best friend. Now she's ready yeah. to go home, grab her car, and go pick up her boyfriend for some dick, and killed. <laughs> she didn't actually have sex or get the dick though no but she was going for it so yeah, much but, so that she couldn't even put pants on but you know she already <laughs> has been putting out the way she talks to her boyfriend too easy she's the first to go the first of the girls yeah um she would be death number four right death mm-hmm. number four first of uh our little gaggle of babysitters mm-hmm. and this is where he also sets up Annie's house as like the death house. Yeah. Because he just sort of like strolls around the house, looks creepy to people that are staring from across the street. He's like taking bodies outside, putting them back inside. Uh, Turning lights on real quick, turn them off again. He's like, this house is way better than my house. (laughs) (laughs) And he sets up shop there and he like slowly lures everyone there to get killed or eventually chased out from. Yeah. And you know what I wish, Nathan? What? I wish I had you all alone. <laughs> okay, so where were we? Where were we last? I'll I'll tell you where we are. Homegirl gets it in the car. Speaking of Loomis, he's having a discussion with the sheriff. Yeah, after, after he gets in the 15 car. Fifteen years ago, I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this. Six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. You think Annie's dad gets it? What do you mean, do you think he gets it? 
Do you think he understands how evil Michael Myers is based on Dr. Loomis' description? No, not at all. Not he yet. looks at the guy like, God, would you shut up? I want to go home already. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, quit creeping behind the bushes with a loaded weapon and just leave me alone. Scaring children. Yeah. I have teenagers trying to get out to whole house. I have old men trying to put razor blades into apples. I got to go to this key party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> already late to the key party. <laughs> Uh, fucking Loomis. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, I was going to give mm. Bill my gun while I fucked his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have a gun? He's like a doctor. Because he's detective. Does he have like a license for it or something? Because like the cop kind of yeah, freaks out at him and he, he like, like pulls, pulls out, out a piece of paper. paper. Yeah. yeah, he says something about like, it's it. It's cool. I got a CHL. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Canadian Hockey League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we got over here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Close. Hey, can, we, can we talk about... Okay, but anyways, you said what happens after she gets strangled in the car. That's when Tommy sees her getting, like, what, carried into the house because he, like, carries her, like, lifeless body back into the house. And yeah. Tommy's like, it's the boogeyman. She's like, shut up. She's, she should have been like, I know. I've been seeing him all day. Yeah, but <laughs> no. no, she... She's like, shut up. You're embarrassing yourself in front of this girl. Go sit on the couch. Yep. Yeah, this girl, Lindsay, who, like Annie, was more than happy to go over to Tommy's house to watch some movies. And she's like eight years old too. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, do you think they were into each other? Of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking but, about? You know what's more important? <laughs> it's if Michael was into them. Are you talking about the eight year olds getting it on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but the right time. she was what? just like her sister. Start early. No, let's talk about Linda and this guy that she's shacking up with pulling up in this van. And leaving the door open. Leaving the fucking yes. door open. I know that bothered me so much. Why are you not closing the door? It's just unnecessary. Who does that? Nobody does that. No, everyone in this movie except the final girl does that. No kidding. This one, this one's a didn't have to lock or close mm-hmm. anything. Like close it with your foot or something. Mm-hmm. Or like booty bump it. Sure. Yeah. Booty bump. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things where you're. Uh, Carpenter was making you like mad at these people for just being stupid and so you're like ah fuck it when they die you want them to die yeah you want Mm. them to die because they're just so stupid that's what you get for leaving the door open yeah Yeah. that's a good point uh, because it makes you feel that way yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's what you get yeah leaving the van door open this is a change in the trope it's not if you have sex or want to have sex or get naked it's Anyone who leaves a door open dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad yeah. manners. I was going to say, you raised in a barn, yeah. mm-hmm. get put down like a farm animal, man. It goes back to one of my most hated things in movies, and this car door is an example of it. Fun. Another example is when people make a big mess in, in something, and they laugh, and they giggle, and they make a big mess, and it's not a big deal, and no one cares that they just made a big fucking mess everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You have to clean that shit up. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember you and I getting into this discussion in um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 when Jesse <laughs> runs to his girlfriend's house covered in blood and just starts grabbing everything. Yeah, I remember that now. He's touching everything. He's getting blood all over the place, on the couch and shit, on the fact people aren't saying anything. It's terrible. It's like that Dumb and Dumber where he's got the chocolate bar that melts in his pocket. There's shit on the walls. <laughs> it's like, I get it. Your parents are dead. 
I need you to stop touching the white couch. <laughs> yeah, the couch is white. Uh, yeah. It's like no big yeah. deal. I know. Who does that? And Gosh. and let me get this straight. Are are Linda and her boyfriend are they just like using Annie's babysitting house as like a fuck den? Yep. Yeah. No, it sounds like, like they were like wanting to get a threesome going. Oh. Well, well yeah, the, that too. Well, they talked yeah. about that a little bit. He was like, you know. I'm going to take your clothes off, then I'm going to take her clothes yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, why I was like, you get down dirty. What? You know what his response was? What? Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. High five. Uh, totally. You can take off my clothes and then my friend's clothes, and then we'll have a threesome. Yeah. Totally. This movie totally uh, positions females in such a good light. Yeah, fucking totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like, swayed me. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, all the positive things we were saying earlier are coming over the negative scale. It's a negative scale movie, and that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like we're like plus two. Oh, hey, zing! Oh, I, got I got you. one. I got you. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to sway me, even though I know the the better parts are coming up here. At worst, I'm still staying positive. They might go to one. I don't know. It wasn't so much that I enjoyed it. that it these are like ride. outstanding roles for women. Uh, here, I think I think uh, Ebert might clarify himself a little bit. Okay, that's Halloween, a horror movie we both think is pretty good. Very good. Yeah. One of the things a short scene can't show you is that Halloween is directed and acted with a great deal more artistry and craftsmanship than the sleaze bucket movies we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But there's another much more important difference. As you watch Halloween, your basic sympathies are always enlisted on the side of the woman, not with the killer. Mm -hmm. The movie develops its women characters as independent, intelligent, spunky and interesting people. Halloween does not hate women. Yeah, you know, when I saw that scene, I must admit, I wasn't really worrying about the woman as much as I was placing myself in that closet and thinking about that killer, how I would handle it. Uh -huh. And I was also appreciating the fact that I think Halloween not only doesn't hate women, mm -hmm. but it loves film and filmmaking. That music is just fabulous. The way he starts one theme, then lays another thing on top of it, keeping the other theme, really good. Uh, also, the light coming through the slats in that closet. Mm -hmm. This is a film that's sort of up. That scene is up and you're jumpy rather than getting depressed and feeling sorry mm -hmm. and feeling sorry that you're even watching it. Hmm. Yeah. So, I'm sorry I listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I see what he means, though, as me, is you don't think of it so much as like a vulnerable female character and be able to put yourself in the position. Or you don't root for the killer. In the I Jason that, movies, right. you root for Jason. Do you root for Michael here? No. Uh. Well, I did. It's... Right. But uh, I think the thing to take away from that clip is that girls are spunky. Yeah, <laughs> they're intelligent. They're spunky. Siskel yeah, is also self-rag. They smell nice. <laughs> I think they're still objectifying women. And I think they're saying that normally they're not interesting characters. And in this movie, they're paying more attention to them. So that means something. And it doesn't mean anything. It means that you're still pointing out the fact that they're human beings. Yeah, totally. Well, if, if anything, <laughs> if anything, if they aren't written up to par, then uh, uh, John Carpenter delegated out all of his female uh, concept and dialogue to a female writer. He wanted to get that part right so that the scarier parts were scarier because the women were realer. Uh, did it pay off? To these famous film critics, it apparently did. Also, Siskel kind of creeped me out. He kept talking about how upbeat it was when she was yeah. getting murdered in the closet. Yeah. He's like, it's great. You're upbeat. You're happy. It's light yeah, the light is streaming the in through the blah de blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we talk about your use of the word realer? <laughs> <Yeah>. Realer. <laughs> can, we, can we go with more real? Uh, Warning. The realisticest. <laughs> 
I can't help myself tonight, Daniel. I'm sorry. I'm just attacking you at every turn. I Why do they do it? Goddamn kids. Where did this part of the I pulled this clip. I don't remember where in the movie this part happened. Try and help me out here. Hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. Yeah, yeah where the, he was creeping behind the bush. When the, yeah. that was a Dr. Inspector, when he was scaring the kids away from the house, those three bullies from yeah. the school, when they went up to the house, he like yelled, he's like, get your ass away from there and scared them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they were trying to dare themselves to go inside. Yeah. yeah. That's when yeah. he was like we super go. creepy. I was like, yeah. Hey. He's hedge peeking, trying to see if Michael comes back to the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. But everyone else looks like an old creepy man, like, talking to kids. With a gun in his jacket. Yeah, with a yeah. gun in his pocket. Just some crazy, sweaty, bald man with a gun in his trench coat hops out. Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the best Halloween costume. <laughs> Dr. Loomis for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> which is tonight um yep happy halloween you guys right so the art so there yeah so annie's house is being used as like first a slaughterhouse mm-hmm. now as a whorehouse mm-hmm. as linda and her boyfriend go at it they have sex apparently it is fantastic <sighs> so good <laughs> so good for linda he fucks off to go grab her a beer she stays in the bed Michael takes an opportunity to... But wait, what does he say? He lies to her. This is where lies come in. He's lying to his girlfriend. What does he say? He says, I'll be right back. Oh. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But also, when they were uh, fucking each other, he was in the room because it showed his shadow cross over both of them while they were, you know, beating it up. So he was in the room and then followed him downstairs. Do you think he wonders, like, why he's in there? He's like, I know I want to be here and watch this, but I don't know why. You think he just, like, pokes the tip of the knife against his crotch? (laughs) His eight-year-old brain hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's curious. He's like, I know... Something's I happening. Here. I do like the shape of those memories. <laughs> oh, speaking of memories. Wow, they just boobies, sis. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Morgan, that's from one of our earlier 100 Lunatics episodes uh, featuring, I believe, uh, Night of the Demons 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's correct. That one out. The original. There's bodacious boobies in <laughs> Night of the Demons 1. <laughs> There's also bodacious boobies in Halloween. Actually, that's true. Yeah, they are. They did a good job. Mm-hmm. Both front and side boob. This is another movie where the sister, you get to see the sister's boobies. That's why I brought it up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sister has bodacious boobies. They get stabbed. They do. Yeah. But they're there. <laughs> then Linda's boobies. And we have this scene where Michael, because first Michael kills the boyfriend or the guy she's fucking. And I got to give it to him. He closes the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know he also cleaned up the mess. You know what's good about this is that uh, <laughs> Michael is super strong. He can lift him with one hand and then he stabs the knife in there and it just holds him off the floor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, which means that knife is like. Yeah, it's like. Sturdy. It's in I don't stud. understand why he doesn't slump forward. 
Yeah, as I said, there's like against the wall. No weight being carried from where the knife actually is. It's like mm. pinned up shoulders are like hanging. You can <laughs> see the harness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Maybe a little Rigor weird. Maybe set in. He's he's got rigor mortis. He was choked out. Yeah. It, it's possible. I think I think this is one of those instances where the shot came before the situation. Yeah. Like John Carpenter was like, I want a dude fucking pinned to the wall. And Michael staring at him with his head cocked to one side, the wind pe- peering in from the back of the the, you know, the sliding glass door, and they're just like, "Make it happen!" But he has to dangle on the kitchen knife. It's yeah. like a two hundred pound ma- two hundred pound man hanging on yeah. a knife, John. He's like, "Make it happen!" It's a ankle, man. I'll yeah. smoke on set if I want to. And <laughs> you can see his chest breathing. Uh, yeah, they did one. hold on that shot for a while. Minus one. It's actually a great shot, though. Yeah, yeah. did that make you that. think of that old Schwarzenegger movie? Was it Predator? One of the ones where he like stabs the guy on the wall like that, and he's like, "Stick around." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Predator. Predator. There you go. That's what I thought. Yeah. No, then it's time to play ghost. No, My... then it's time to file our nails in bed after sex. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. As you do. Gross. <laughs> as you that sounds do. Sounds like a Nathan thing. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a clip off. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? (laughs) How to get burned. How to get burned. How to get burned. How to get burned. I don't know. Move that gigantic cotton candy. (laughs) Right. Upstairs to scare Linda. With drapes over your body? Or a bed yeah. sheet. And his Did, glasses, the boyfriend's I know, glasses. Did that remind anyone over. else of Beetlejuice? It reminded me yeah. of uh, Peanuts, Maybe the Great Pumpkin. It is like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like it's, it like reminded the, me of Beetlejuice. When yeah. they're first Ghost trying to be ghosts. Yeah. yeah. That's all I can think of. But he also puts the glasses on. Yeah, he I was like, Alec Baldwin, right? look at him. He's, He's like, wait, how's she going to know it's her boyfriend? Here we go. Glasses. You know what happens here also coming up next? What? is the greatest thing that happens with death scenes, and that is the orgasm death noises. Oh. That yes. uh, that girls make, apparently. Yes, we have witnessed many times on this show how deaths sound like sex. I think you're referring to this, Andrew. That's what happens strangle. when I have sex with girls. That's what exactly what it sounds like. That's exactly how you sound, yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's a sound you only make at the end when you're like hunched over like a turtle <laughs> don't ever do that again tina <laughs> it's because they 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 can be indistinguishable <laughs> Oh God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Are you? Are you not the babysitter? No, I'm not the babysitter. My friend. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, dying sounding like getting fucking. Okay, well I got one thing to say. All right, enough of this monkey fuck. Yeah. Is no. the image of the penis P 
penis. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. Will you tell us what man represents in his purest form? Yes. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> penis. <laughs> That's a great laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Oh, he's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, dead. Who's next to die? Well, homegirl, we already talked about her getting choked out with the phone cord, right? Oh, yeah. She gets choked out yeah. in a sexy so kind of way. She gets choked oh, out on the calls, phone having an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah, she calls Lori. Calls Lori. Lori just thinks it's them, you know. Fucking around. Whatever the equivalent of 1970s butt dialing is. Yeah. yeah. And and <laughs> yeah. then while, yeah. while Lori strolls over to the house... Michael is getting a little creative with his dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. He's putting on a show. Getting real artistic. Yeah, stuffing people in cupboards, making it so that the light shines in good for Siskel. <coughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's causing a Siskel boner. Yeah. Got a uh, got stab wound in the chest guy doing inverted crunches in the closet. Yes, this is a common theme just like the horror movie within a horror movie and other tropes. We also have them like precariously placing bodies in trees or on top of closet rods so yeah. that when somebody opens them, much like a bucket falling off the top of the door, their bodies fall down and scare you. It's like yeah. a <laughs> kind of thing. Michael started, apparently Jason stole it, and everyone stole it from there. Can we uh, just touch on the fact that he stole that headstone from the cemetery and got it upstairs in the room on the bed? Straight up stole a headstone. <laughs> yeah. His, his sister's headstone? Yeah, his yeah. sister's headstone. That's right, yeah. 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 Can we talk about the continuity error here? Or throughout the entire movie? Yeah. Right. I'm sure you all remember the boyfriend closing the door? Yeah. Uh, the oh. door that is open. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis comes to walk into the house. Maybe yep. Michael forgot to close the door. No. Yeah, after he cleaned Don't up all do the that. blood, that should have been The everything. door was closed. <laughs> yeah, the door was closed. And now it's open again, and that is not continuous. But no. Gus closes it. No. It's not realer. No, Morgan, Morgan makes a good point here because there is, from the guy being pinned to the wall, there should have been blood all over that floor. So Michael has taken the time to mop it up. And gone outside to dump the bucket, <laughs> left the door open. Yes. Mop yeah. what up? His chest was still moving. He wasn't even dead. Minus one. No, that just means he was in the process of dying and pumping tons of blood all over the place. Yeah. Should Which had been. to be cleaned up, so therefore the door was left open. No, I think while the blood was uh, starting to pour down, he probably went and got a garbage can and just placed it underneath, so it just kind of went in I there. Mean, logically. <laughs> I like, saw, I personally saw Michael using the kitchen facilities to do all of that. I didn't see him going yeah. outside for any reasons. Michael didn't do what Nathan hates, which is leave a mess. Right. True. He delicately placed pots under his body like you would for a leaky roof. Of course. Yeah. I like to think that Michael was on the custodial staff on his little side time in the asylum. Right. That he he knows wall? what needs Comet. He knows what needs Windex. He's got it down. He's like, the bathroom wall is my favorite wall. <laughs> <laughs> the grout comes so clean. <laughs> He does, though. He looks like a custodian. He, he yeah. seems like he could have fun with scrubbing bubbles in a toilet for an afternoon. Why not? Not afraid of a little blood. Not afraid of a little shit. There you go. Lori <laughs> comes into Annie's house, <laughs> yeah. sees this elaborate setup that Michael has made, falling bodies, his sister's headstone placed behind Annie. Does that mean yeah. he considered Annie 
more most like his sister possibly is there a message or is he just like i stole this i don't know why i'll just leave it here yeah maybe it's because she was like as sexual most like his sister is he oh, in I... love with Lori? And this is his, like, Valentine's Day card. I think Morgan's <laughs> onto something that she's he saw her as, like, the promiscuous, just like his sister. And mm-hmm. that's who, in his mind. Right. Just hooked up with a boyfriend, walks in, top off. Yeah. It's, I think it's clear that none of us really know the defined motivations or intentions of the character. I think this movie fails to communicate what the motivations of Michael are and why he's doing what he's doing, specifically with this tombstone. We don't know why. We're speculating. Oh, fool we'll with clear, it's minus a clear one. minus one. Wait, Wait so he's, he's, he's young, sexually frustrated. 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 <laughs> frustrated. Had a few beers tonight. <laughs> frustrated kid who's in love with his sister and takes out his jealousy wrath. So. Should have been humping me, stabby, stabby. Yes, that's all I said the whole movie stab. Stab, stab. <laughs> so, Nathan, you don't think that any of us really know what's happening or what his motivation is. Uh, should we go... Are you saying, then, that we should go to the experts? An upbeat thing. You know, I think what you're touching on here is that artistry can redeem any subject matter. Sure. That's why I've always been opposed to censorship. I don't believe any subject matter should be off-base. Right. The question is, what does the artist do with it? How does he look at it? How does he put it through his art in order to make a statement about it? or to make it into either a commercial film or a serious film. I believe that in the case of a movie like Halloween, we can engage in that joy of filmmaking that you talk about. That's not the case with the other films that really address themselves to the lowest possible common denominator. So we're not knocking scary pictures. No. No. Hey, what other films did they watch? I don't know. They must have gone through a lot of sleaze, apparently. Sounds like Why are Skull and Ebert considered to be authorities on what is good and what is bad? I don't know. I just enjoy it whenever somebody famous has something nice to say about horror movies. Do you have to ruin everything, Nathan? Are you even the babysitter? Are you? Are you not the babysitter? (laughs) No, I'm not a babysitter. My friend. You know, what's here? No, what's in here, Loomis? I got some moves. All right. This is about me trying to sway the group over to minus one. It's become a bit of a game to try and manipulate everyone into thinking differently about the movie. I've succeeded a few times, and if I don't, that's fine. But I feel like there should be an argument. Of you know what's course. the best thing that happened to Siskel and Ebert? What? Roper. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I gonna say they died. No. Are you going to say cancer? <laughs> That's all I was scared for, man. <laughs> no. No. Roper is the best thing. His opinion is the only one that actually matters. I don't know. I think if you if you just go on to Rotten Tomatoes and try to connect with the critics, you'll find one that's along the same lines as you. And that can be your barometer, or he can be your friend. But it's all very subjective, Daniel. Siskel and Ebert are not the surveyors of, of film landscape. They don't get to say what's good and what's bad just by raising their thumbs. It's yeah. bullshit. Do you know who does get to do that? We do. A big list of movies with well, ratings. Just refer to the accuracy bar graph. I oh, know. <laughs> now, we have established on this show a rating system far superior to thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, yeah. That's true. I agree with that. I have 150 movies rated with our rating system. (laughs) (laughs) Build build it, Andrew. Build it and they will come. You just got to make sure you put them in the right place. So when you're doing this one, just make sure that you put it under the minus one. Guys, this is is the climax, right? 
This yeah. is it. This is uh, Michael yeah. chasing yeah. Laurie down for the remainder of the movie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And her constantly dropping the knife for her defense. Constantly making or the... throwing <laughs> it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Consciously throwing it away. Yes. She does do that. But well, do we do we have some good scenes in here with her like when she doesn't realize first where Michael is in the house and he like slowly comes up behind her out of the shadows very nice. behind the couch um, trying to stab her he he can pin a guy to a wall can barely stab through a girl's shirt yeah he just misses well, he grazed her yeah, but actually he didn't even her. puncture the couch when she was like in front of the couch she was like stab and he like. Just poke the couch. He was tired. He was <laughs> tired from cleaning the tombstone. Did you guys see how clean that thing was? Yeah. yeah it must have weighed a good couple hundred pounds. It was pretty. Yeah, he got a sponge and got on his hands and knees. Just, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that thing's spotless. I love you, Judith. <laughs> oh, I love the swing the boyfriend does. The the dead body of the boyfriend. Hmm. A great oh, yeah. It is a great swing. She freaks out like they always do when the bodies drop down. Uh, does she immediately run out of the house? No, she gets uh, thrown over the stairs. That's yeah. right. She, she freaks out after the you oh, know the swing of the mist. By yeah, swing of the mist. She doesn't get thrown <laughs> over. She just like falls yeah. over the railing. Oh, yeah, which which mentions she has a good screaming for like she fell a good twenty feet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> she's able to handle herself pretty well she does she re- she has a leg injury from the fall yeah. Yeah. she does manage to maintain Which, that throughout the rest of the film really it seemed like it disappeared rather quickly I feel like, I feel like the, the camera angle choices they make with all this cutting from first person to third person stuff uh, like when she goes over the railing it's you know the, the, they try to do the first person oh I'm falling down to the ground and then it cuts back, and it's almost like Super Dave quality with the <laughs> dummy that flies up against the... <laughs> Super Dave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, honestly, she should be landing on her back on the stairs, breaking her back. But no, it's just like a... Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Like off, like coming in from the side. Yeah, you could see it. She should have, like, landed on her neck or something. But instead, <laughs> yeah. you, you can almost see the second where they're like, and action. They just drop her, like, two feet. Yeah. <laughs> You know what comes up here too, as well, which is kind of shocking. Um, which I'd, neighbors. I'd agree with uh, Nathan here on this minus one. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis can't open a door and doesn't think to, you know, go through the window for quite some time. Oh, oh, I know. I said this too when we were watching it. Like she jiggles the handle for like two minutes and then finally decides to break the window. But like when she first gets back to her house. Uh, well, uh, not to mention the horrible neighbors that wouldn't oh, help her. Oh yeah, at that all. wouldn't help her. <laughs> yeah, there's a sense of community. Yeah. That was that's a travesty in itself. Hey, it's Halloween night, and I always stuff my hand into into an empty pocket and say, "Oh, keys, keys." I always do that. Keys, keys. Mm-hmm. She runs back over to the house where she's babysitting the children at, and um, scared babysitter <laughs> or. <laughs> Desperate girlfriend. Do you have the what he says afterwards? No. <laughs> oh man, so funny. He's like so tired. It's me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tommy, please! Tommy, get upstairs. What is it? Tommy, get upstairs. Get Lucy locked in the bedroom door. Do as I say.
Yeah, that's where the apology should have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, of it's Mike coming back to kill them. You were I'm, right. I'm sorry. It is the boogeyman. He's coming. I'm sorry. That's all you had to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant, how about a sorry for waking me up in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and she doesn't really like take the kids and escort them out of the house like you oh, should no. and just start running down the street and screaming for the cops and anybody to help. She just like hides them in a room. Mm-hmm. Let me go take care of this. But when she hides them in a room, she just goes and like lays down in the living room. Well, yeah. she realizes all the windows are open and that he yeah. could be anywhere in the room. Yeah. <clears throat> so she just gives up? Kind of. I guess so, yeah. She kind of collapses in fear. Like kind of towards the middle of the room to be <clears throat> at least somewhat aware from all sides. Yeah, she just she's sort of crying and then she grabs a sewing needle. Michael comes up behind her, stabs the couch, misses her. She stabs him right in the neck. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out and then proceeds to fall down. Yeah, right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a the, the brief moment, and then she grabs the knife, but then puts it back down. Right. Yeah. Everyone at home is screaming, stab him, stab him, stab him, until there's nothing left to stab. And she just goes, eh, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> we toss this on the floor. A little poke in the neck. He's probably dead, right? <laughs> yeah. Did, this must be like an effect of having just watched the sequels over many years as a kid. Does anyone else remember Michael being much bigger? That's what I said. I don't remember him being that skinny. Yeah, like, what, six inches taller and about an extra 80 pounds on him? Yeah, and I think that might be the same thing with Jason. Was Jason in the the first movie, he's not there because it's his mom. But in the second movie, is Jason also skinny? Does he get bigger as the series goes on? I think he started off big but did get bigger. Yeah, as I say, he was always pretty stocky. Yeah. But Michael here is... First, first very... movie, he's completely unseen. Right. Yeah. Second movie, he's not that big. And I don't even think you really get to see him full on until number three or four. Three for sure. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he keeps getting bigger. And even with this, Zombies remake... Of Halloween, he's huge. He's fucking massive. Yeah, he's yeah. a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's like six five. Just time, right? Time makes things bigger. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> it'll it'll grow. <laughs> it'll grow. Just Under- give it time. <laughs> when you reach sixty, it just drops. <laughs> <laughs> Weight training. That's all I'm looking forward to. Yep. But here's where some of the the bare bonesness or the here's the movie where other movies stole from for so long that now for us to go back, it seems so tame and basic. Yeah. Because you have it. She stabs him. She thinks he's dead. He's not dead. A little bit more chasing. A little bit more screaming. Oh, then we have the closet scene. Before he could punch through doors, now he can barely pull apart the slats of a <laughs> shitty closet. Yeah. She, on her to her credit, does instead of just sit there and scream, does grab a coat hanger and jam it into his eyeball. Mm-hmm. But then she thinks that was enough. You know, once in the neck, once in the eye, now we're good. She picks up the knife, thinks about stabbing him, throws it under the bed. And That's which it appears downstairs my- later. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that was another continuity issue when she stabbed him with a hanger in the eye. I showed her, like, stab him and then pull the hanger out. And it cuts to him. The hanger's, like, hanging out of his eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, like, yeah. Th- pulled the hanger out and threw it on the ground. Yeah, she tries to throw it away as if she knows it's not supposed to be in frame or something. Yeah, yeah. and then it just shows him with it, like, in his face. Mm-hmm. But let's not skip over the part where we get to see Michael Myers' face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
could see his face for a brief second. And I think it would have been crazier since, you know, he was like eating dogs and shit. If he did have blood on his mouth when they showed his face real quick, that would have been creepy. Right. What? Right. Because why would he wipe it away? Yeah, exactly. He didn't care. What do you remember about his face for that split second that we see it? That messed up eye. Messed up eye. Anything else? White dude, dark hair. White dude, any other deformities? Mm. He had a pretty solid What, did he have like a hair lip or something? No, I'm just wondering. Nathan, Andrew? He looked pretty normal, other than he just got stabbed in the eye. Are you guys right now currently watching the scene to analyze it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. Whenever you guys are quiet, I know you're cheating. Um, Yeah. It's not cheating. I don't. I don't see anything weird other than his eye problem. And and Loomis pulling up the rear. Nice, nice work, Loomis. Yeah, right. multiple people right. at the end. Yeah, multiple people are dead. He's taking credit for things he doesn't deserve. Swinging in with his gun at the last second. No, there was just a point. <laughs> we didn't respond to it very well, but at the time of this movie and for the years following it. Uh, John Carpenter reports that people would come up to him all the time and talk about the movie and their experience with it and how they would talk about how grotesque Michael looked when he took his mask off. And there's nothing wrong because with that. Because they were so drawn that. into him being the monster in the movie that they mm. just filled the gaps in their own brain wow. about how he looked and that he everyone would tell him that he was such a mutated monster and he was like, we didn't do shit but put makeup on his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that was cool. because he wasn't even like deformed in the eye. She just stabbed him she in the just, eye right then. She just stabbed him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. like a normal dude. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a controversy between the two stuntmen that play Michael Myers in this movie because one, one guy does all the like masked work uh-huh. and then an, another guy does the few scenes where he doesn't have a mask on. When he jumps into the car from the asylum, right. when he takes his mask off on the top of the stairs. And so there's a dispute between the two of them about who deserves the credit for being Michael. Oh. And the only reason John Carpenter didn't choose the guy playing him the rest of the time was because he wanted Michael to have a very pretty face. Yeah. Oh. To make it disturbing that such a pretty, attractive, handsome person would be so soulless. Yeah. He was awfully blonde as a child and awfully dark haired as an adult. Oh, well, well, that happens. That's, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I had white hair when I was yeah. a kid. I had Whoa. white blonde hair Whoa. when Whoa. I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, you okay. are white wrong. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not up to beat with my genetics. <laughs> the longer Actually, you stare I... at a wall, the darker your hair goes. <laughs> oh, fact. That's an issue with Loomis because he had hair when he was younger, but now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it just changed transparent. That's what happens when you caretake evil. Yeah. So I have an... In- a thing that I read, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but uh, in the notes that I was reading about this, the actor that showed his face was paid $250 for one day of shooting. Oh, wow. I'd do it. Which means the other guy did everything else, but that was just the one day that he did the other shots, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's disputing after being on set for one day? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say you're not Michael. Get out of here. well i think they should both just have credit yeah but these guys cling to stuff like that especially if you don't go on to do anything else that's memorable then you cling like i think the kid that played boy jason in the original friday the 13th for like 10 seconds at at the the end end? i think he still rides that shit today Wow. wow his agent was probably like well i guess if both of you go to horror con they're gonna they're gonna recognize one of you aren't they yeah. <laughs> Go and get him. And now it's time for Dr. Loomis to shoot Michael with a gun. Just oh. <laughs> runs in. Yeah. yeah. Shoots him down. He sees the kids run out of the house finally, screaming, and then runs up there and 
Yeah. What if that was like the wrong house? There's like some random guy running in all crazy <laughs> with a loaded gun. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been a haunted house, and uh-huh. the kids were like participating in it, yeah. running away. Like that was the best. Ah! And he just goes in and starts blasting kids. <laughs> Shoots the first thing he sees in a jumpsuit. <laughs> oh, God. Kid in the spacesuit. Yeah. Yeah. He shoots him. One shot doesn't do it. Multiple shots doesn't do it. Getting knocked off the balcony and falling to the ground doesn't do it. And he's gone. Michael is notorious for um, peeking and creeping. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just can't, even in death, can't be seen. He's got to just creep away. Yeah, the second you look away, he's like tucking, rolling out of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like a ninja. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You feel like sometimes you like catch the edge of the bushes rustling where he just entered. <laughs> yeah. You hear a breeze behind you. Just whoosh. <gasps> Good job, Michael. <laughs> you got me. Come I out. know you're bleeding. Let's get you some attention. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. That was the end of it? Yeah. That's it. It's a clean shot. We get a we get a we get a slow zoom on Dr. Loomis, who seems to almost know that he wouldn't see Michael's body when he looked over the balcony. Yeah. Yeah. And uh he almost in, in his stoic face he seems like set. Like he's like ready now. Like this was the prologue to the actual movie. Like it's this is about Dr. Loomis hunting down Michael. The next movie is going to be Indiana Jones-ish. I, I Van felt, Helsing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that look that he gave at the end was that realization of, I just went from a shrink to a demon hunter. And he was mm-hmm. like kind of digging on it a little bit. He's going to team up with Dr. Karras. And <laughs> they will exercise Michael of his demons. Shaitan. Mihalo. <laughs> yes, exactly. Shaitan. Ben. El Shaitan. Well done. Now, where do we stand on this movie? We've taken it through. We've gotten confused along the way. We know a lot of people died. Not so memorable deaths sometimes. I'd like to pipe in here just so everyone knows <laughs> the uh, what's happened with this film and the sway that it has. So, In 2006, it was selected for preservation in the U in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and uh, aesthetically significant. So this is this movie will be around as long as humans are. Hell yeah. It's also why I think you can't find it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably available in a public library, but it's not available for streaming. Oh, it's also available in a 10-disc Blu-ray set. Yep. yep. Wow. You get to watch the same movie on 10 different Blu-ray discs? No, he's <laughs> talking about the mega Halloween collection thing that, you know, Comes with all some people would want to own. Talking about all 10 Halloween movies, Andrew. Mm. Oh, is that the one oh, you were just 10. showing me? <laughs> yeah. The one you were just admiring? Yes, uh, it's quite nice. All right, let's settle it. We had a bunch of ones, we had a negative one, and a positive two. Where do we stand now, Morgan? We had two positive twos. Um, oh, sorry. Two positive twos. We did. Uh, due to their arguments, I will... I'll bring it down to a positive one. Oh, I will. It's a positive I'll, I'll, one? I'll weaken, I'll weaken my bet. A man of honor. Yeah. A positive one. Something to be enjoyed, not necessarily something to be recommended. 
Yeah, that's a strong. That's the part of this that yeah, we have that's to recognize. That's true, I guess. I, I don't know. That's where. I, that's where I like. I feel maybe like a one point five. Yeah, here yeah. we go. This is this is where the debate yeah. comes. We've on. We've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've done oh. the point fives. So. There's no points. Well, that's why I feel though, because it's like I understand your argument for being a full two, but I wouldn't say that I wouldn't recommend it because it's such a classic. Let me put it this way. Like, let's let's say. You wouldn't out. You wouldn't overtly recommend it to somebody, mm. but if you had a friend and you guys watched it together, you wouldn't turn it off. No, not at all. One. <laughs> yeah. no. One, but I wouldn't turn it off. Sure. Yeah. But all that side boob, come on, Marissa. Well, that's hard because I would definitely recommend it. Is it a two then? Yeah. Ooh, we went up. Bumped up to yeah. a two. Crusoe. Positive two. Positive two. Standard positive two. Uh, Andrew. I am going to stay with my original at one. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Nathan? Minus one. Firm. Still firm minus one. There was nothing, like, there are goofy moments here, but there was nothing beyond that that you found redeeming at all? And bad. I don't agree with Siskel, nor do I agree with Ebert. And I think they were uh, closer to uh, stroking uh, their cocks over almost the a three. dead girl in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. Siskel definitely was. So beat. Yeah, this is just great. Oh, the they treat women in this movie? Oh, just fantastic. I just. I think that the way that they treat women by killing them all is, is just so, yeah. so great. Yeah, showing their boobs. <laughs> really respecting them. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So okay. So Nathan hates women, and I just don't know how you can appreciate this as a as a positive movie when there's so much about the filming of it that's poorly done and hokey. I think it, uh, if anything, it would be a minus two, not a plus two. But I guess there's a bit of confusion over how, where, why we land where we land, and that's why we do this so we can argue, right? That's right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is that it's not like over the top hokey landing in that minus. Like like a self-mocking? Yeah, like if you put this and um, like that the new Wicker too. Man together, which we had as most people picked as a minus one. Uh, the new Wicker Man took itself seriously as well, so... But it's ridiculous. Yeah, and this is also ridiculous. But I wouldn't say it was Night of the Demons 2 ridiculous. I would agree with that. Night of the Demons 2 is making fun of itself and mm-hmm. having fun. Yeah, no, it, it's a complicated scale. We have to hash it, it out. We have to have <laughs> these conversations. <laughs> I guess that just uh, leaves me then. <laughs> John Carpenter's Halloween. It's a classic. If you've never seen to it from all the hullabaloo, you go into it expecting to be amazed, to be wowed, to see what all the other horror movies are paying homage to. And it deserves credit as an originator, as a trope creator, as a cliche maker. But it is very tame, even giving it consideration for the time in which it was made. There's a lot of time spent driving around in a car, stalking people. There's a lot of time spent watching babysitters actually babysit. And 
than a sort of rushed hunt down scene. I feel like this movie, more than just itself being a great horror movie, like a two or a three would be, it's more proof of what John Carpenter has started to think and how he will perfect later. So for me, Halloween is a one, a strong one. It's goofy in parts. It does take itself seriously, but it also pulls off some great shots, has some great music, and uh, sort of paves the path for the future. So I can't go strong, but I'm definitely not flipping negative. Halloween, positive one. All right, that only means one thing. Morgan? Morgan? S spin the wheel. Yes. <laughs> yes, what am I doing? What are you doing? I don't, I don't know. What you got to spin the wheel. At the end of every show, Morgan, we spin the wheel. Back into it. Come on, reach up. We spin the wheel so that we know what, we, what we'll be watching next time. All right. And a lot in there. You, spin it good. Yeah, you are, <laughs> you are the guest. Let me spin it. <laughs> you are the guest tonight, so you... We'll need to spin the wheel. If I land on a dollar, do I get a bonus? Leprechaun 3. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Fingers crossed for Leprechaun 3. All right, Morgan, reach up there nice and strong. Give it a good crank. Give it a good crank. Okay. Don't be scared of the thunder. Yeah. It's, it's all normal. All right. A little creaky on the way up. There we go. Nice spin, brother. Tonight's category is sequels and remakes. You will be watching the remake of Friday the 13th. Finally, finally we can put this franchise to bed. Yep. <laughs> we started with this franchise. We purposely left off the remake to have something to look forward to. Here we are. Nathan, we can finally close this out. I'm excited. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, we went on a long journey with this. We went through every single Friday the 13th movie, and I've actually been waiting for this. This is fun to return to the uh, the epic walkthrough that was the entire franchise. And how appropriate that our next movie would be Friday the 13th. It is the remake of, but Friday the 13th, uh, directed by Sean Cunningham, and he is very open and honest about how he sent his writer to watch Halloween and completely rip it off. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. here's the one-two punch, I guess. So there we go. Only <laughs> fitting Halloween, followed by the remake of Friday the 13th. That's what we'll be watching next time. Morgan, did you have a good time tonight? I did. I was actually a little wasted for a while. <laughs> I'd like chill. <laughs> we got a little bit too... Exactly. <laughs> ah, a little bit too drunk. One hundred lunatics. You can get more of this at the site. OneHundredLunatics.com Check out previous spins of the wheel. This one's a little bit different. We went a little bit off-grid here. 
Uh, Wilter last time made an executive decision uh, about watching Halloween, so we start over. Next time, sequels and remakes. The following turn after that, an original property. At 100Lunatics on Twitter to reach myself or the show in general. At I Hate Horror to reach Nathan. At The Intern TPP to reach Andrew the Intern. At MJ44 to reach Marissa. And at Christian Baby for Caruso Morgan. No presence on the social atmosphere. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Can't reach him. He's a mystery. All right, everyone. Until at next time. Simo. At Simo. Yeah, at SEMO 69 XXX 420. We look forward to finally putting a cap on Friday the 13th. And have happy a happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights. Perfect. It's as painless for you as possible. <laughs> Andrew, do you need a little pick me up? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> That's actually, I think, what Halloween might have been missing was, was a babysitter was... montage. Yeah. I spill butter on my shirt. Now I'm taking off my clothes, doing laundry, doing laundry. He's <laughs> like, all right, we're gonna go ahead and stand up and just give it a good old crank. Don't be scared by the thunder. Oh, damn it, that's from last time. Halloween <laughs> two. I just fucked it up. I don't know if I can do a spin that strong again. Because <laughs> 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 Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, is babysitting Tommy at one house, and then just kind of right across the street, a little bit diagonal, is the house that Annie is at with... What's the little girl's name? Lauren? Laura? No. No, someone's got it. Somebody tell me. Starts with an L. God damn it, somebody give me this name. Lisa? No. Linda? No. Lacey? No. (laughs) Fuck it. It's over. We're stopping this whole podcast. Lori? (laughs) All L's, everyone. It's not an L. That's the problem. Oh, Oh, what does it start with? Tammy. Annie. No. Annie. No. It's the kid. Sarah. (laughs) It's a J or Esther. It's a J. Or, it's like, Esther, isn't it? Stopping this fucking podcast. It's a J. Tommy. Lindsay. 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 It's a J. Johanna. No, no, you're in close. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Janie. Lonnie. Janet. <laughs> Sheriff Lee Brackett. Judith. <laughs> Steve. Oh, Janelle. Janelle. <laughs> Morgan. No, no, you guys are right. It's Lindsay. (laughs) You ass. (laughs) That's like pulling the car over on yourself. (laughs) Well, that was messy. Mm Mm-hmm.